Hey friends, welcome back to the Living Truth Podcast. This is episode two of the two-part series of my interview with Dr. Eddie Caparucci on his incredible book called Why Men Struggle to Love. So I'm just going to pick this up right where we left off on our discussion of the relational blind spots. You talked about the, the fear blind spot. And um, that one, I think, is so huge. And so many of those others that you talked about, I think, you know, that you mentioned are probably stem from that, the fear, the fear piece. And um, in the midst of some of those, you mentioned uh, fear of failure and fear of um, people not not accepting me, loving me. And uh, I, you know, the, in, in the work that I've done, I think those are two of the biggest fears that I've seen with men. Uh, and so much, so much of this really stems from that, but fear of failure and then fear of, um, other people knowing that I've failed <laughs> and rejection and what other people think of me, you know, those, how that's all kind of twisted together. And then you mentioned hide and lie. I mean, that's probably a, an extension of the fear, isn't it? Yes, it is. And, and you know, again, you, you, you're talking about all the negative narratives that men have, okay, and women have them also. But now we, let's go back to the going deeper. And I hope your audience doesn't mind that we're going back and forth because, there, again, there's the correlation between the two. But it is that inner child who is locked in that time warp with all of those negative narratives. He's lived through those and now an event happens and all of a sudden it reminds them of two, three different things that where he felt it was a very similar thing that has happened. And in most cases, he's wrong. The two events don't correlate, but he doesn't care. All he knows is that it does. And now he brings them into the equation subconsciously. And now your intensity level, your anxiety level, which maybe have been maybe a two or three based on whatever the negative event is, slowly or maybe even quickly grows to a seven and eight, maybe even a 10. And what are you going to do? Well, I can't sit with the emotional pain. I don't know how to do that. So I'm going to run. And where are you going to run to? You're going to run to whatever is soothing, whatever numbing, whatever gives that hit of dopamine to the brain, okay, or oxytocin or whatever other chemical you may be looking for at the moment. That's what we run to. And then we're done. And then we're sitting here and saying, oh, my gosh, what the heck did I do? In fact, I have a really good example. Would you like me to share one that oh, yeah. my client just gave me last week? I mean, I think this is a textbook example of this inner child and what happens. Um, my client, he works in a retail setting. The very big guy, very strong guy, had a grew up in a very abusive home with a very violent father. And he became a very violent teenager and young adult well over the years he's worked on that and he's learned how to manage his anger he's gotten under under control he hasn't had an outburst in years he's done great he also struggled with pornography over the years he's also been you know managing that very well for several years well there's a gentleman who you come into the store quite often 
And one of the conversations he would like to have is about guns. And he'd be complaining about the fact how the federal government want to, you know, uh, take, take the guns away from people. Well, the client would just sit and listen to it all. And uh, well, the other last week, and just happened last week, guy comes back and comes in the store and they're talking about something he's going to buy something and then he says you know what he goes he goes i get got i need to give you an idea of what i'm talking about here he goes suppose you as the good citizen turn your gun in and i as a criminal okay i have my gun still and i meet you on the street and i po- i point that gun in your face until you get on your knees and, and you get on your knees, and then I sit there and I start telling you, you know, right here, unzip my pants and take and blankety blank, 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 in very graphic detail. Oh, my. So, sexually assaulting him, right? Well, my client had been mm. sexually assaulted by two older men when he was young. Oh. This triggered his inner child who thought, oh my gosh. What is going to happen? And my client, he said, I was about to grab him by the collar and start punching his face in. He goes, that way, he goes, I have not felt that rage in years. Hmm. But for him, he was going to protect his inner child. So now what he does, which is what he's supposed to do, slow everything down. He takes a breath and he tells the guy, leave the store now. That's all he says. Leave the store now. And then he turns, he goes in the back room to try to collect himself. And he's shaking and he can feel his blood pressure just skyrocketing. He's afraid. All right. Because it's a kid, he's afraid there. Mm-hmm. And he sits for a moment. Calm down and then realizes, you know what? Okay, that was my inner child who wanted me to act. Now, in that moment, he wasn't saying, oh, I'm going to run to look at porn or something. No, no, I'm going to go and I'm going to take out this threat. Yeah. That's what he was going to do. Now, can you imagine if he had not done the work he needed to do, right? Uh He might have lost his job. Mm -hmm. He might have been put in jail. Mm-hmm. He may be up yeah. for a lawsuit right now. Right. All of these things that would have happened in a split second because his kid was bringing back something from the past and saying it's happening right now. Mm-hmm. I think he was wrong. Yeah. It wasn't happening right now, mm-hmm. but it certainly felt like it was. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. that is the whole concept and idea of how our inner child can impact not just as you mentioned earlier, not just our addiction, but really a lot of how we think, feel, and act on a daily basis. And people do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is a really powerful example for sure. And something that's upsetting enough for uh, to to make anyone have a reaction, you know, if someone were to be that graphic and to talk like that, you know, that's uh, that that I would imagine that would be upsetting for anyone. Yeah, I mean, the first and so, foremost, it was insensitive of that guy to be doing that. 
she in a store setting too. Right. And you're right. right. I think even if you hadn't been exposed to something like that, mm-hmm. just hearing the word and the right. nature of it would have made your skin crawl. Right. Right. So, wow. What a powerful reaction to, to, um, go in the back and the breathing and stuff. And, uh, but so, something that you mentioned, I, um, I'm not sure all of our listeners might fully understand, but you said that it's, it felt like it was happening right now in today. The, the abuse that your client suffered from years ago felt like it was happening right now. Right. Um, and that's such an interesting concept The I think the memory portion of the brain doesn't operate in a time or space environment when memories come up right you, you want to take a take a minute to just address that yeah what that, what that was like why did he experience it that way yeah what, what's happening what, what's what's activated right now is your nervous system okay your nervous system has been heightened i'm not going to get into all the clinical terms of it i can sit here and throw those all out but that just to make it simple is that he went from a relaxed state to a heightened state of concern as the nervous system became overwhelmed and it was all based on this level of fear And again, it takes you to, and this is the same thing for people who suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder, okay? They feel like they are back in that moment. Mm -hmm. Therefore, someone who may have been in a war setting, uh, maybe a first responder, you know, something happens that brings them right back to that moment. Women who who are suffering betrayal trauma, you know, when they get triggered, it takes them back in many yeah. cases to the moment of D-Day. Right. Where now all of a sudden I'm finding this all out for the first time. Mm-hmm. It feels real. Mm-hmm. It feels very real. Yeah. This is where, again, with the inner child model, is I have to wait, I have to sort through these emotions. Ooh, that's hard. If I don't sit with emotional pain very well, but I have to learn how to do that. I sit with these and then in slowing everything down, I move over to what is real. So what I feel versus what is real and what is real is now my rational thinking. So for my client, it would have been, oh, wait a second. This is just, you know, this isn't really happening. Okay. This guy's just trying to make a point mm-hmm. it's insensitive the way he's doing it and in fact actually it's really tra- traumatic for me the yeah. way he's doing it but i'm not in danger here right my kid the feeling he feels in danger but i'm not what am i going to do mm-hmm. you have to leave the store right now Mm-hmm. And then he goes to calm him down. Now, if he would have went just with his emotions, mm-hmm. he would have knocked that guy out. Right. But see, this is one of the problems we have, Michael. Mm-hmm. If we run with our emotion, and most of these are childlike emotions mm-hmm. that are not well thought out. 
we right. don't we're just going based on that raw the raw feelings mm-hmm. i need to take the time to move over to what is real that's why i tell people what you feel versus what is real are usually two very very different things yeah absolutely so with this example um he obviously in real time, you know, in, pr- in the present tense, he wasn't actually experiencing the abuse from the past. But uh, earlier you mentioned like if a, if a man experienced rejection and that's uh, one of the things I think is the um, one, one of the, one of the blind spots has, has to do with um, a hyper hypersensitive blind spot. That's what it is here. Um, the hypersensitive blind spot. So, if someone, if, let's say that my wife is is um, maybe maybe she's be, being crit, overly critical, or maybe I'm just perceiving it that way. Whether whatever it is, um, I may have memories of my father being overly critical, and all the times when you know, and and, and to the point to where he was angry, of course. And so in that moment, I'm experiencing all of those other memories as well as if they're happening today too, right? In Maybe. that capacity, possibly. Maybe. Okay, mm-hmm. that's your inner child. He may you may not go back to the memories of dad. All right. All you may be focused on is why is she being so difficult? Why is she not being understanding? What they wrong with her? Why can't she talk more in a calm, you know, loving fashion? Mm-hmm. Right? Your inner child had pulled, went into a storage unit and he had pulled out dad. Okay. So that's why maybe you're maybe at a four on a scale of zero to 10 with your anxiety. With your wife right now, maybe you're at a four, but as you sit and you start thinking a little bit more about what's going on with her, that just start to continually, gradually grow. Why? Not because you're really thinking about what's going there. There, you're at a four and you're going to stay at a four. But when the kid brings dad into the equation, now you move to five, six, Mm -hmm. seven, eight. And then finally you hit a point where I can't sit with this. I can't sit with this emotional discomfort. I need to go and run and do something. And it may not be of a sexual nature. It may be storm back in the house and you light up at her. Mm-hmm. Who are you to talk to me that way? Blanky, right. blank, blank, blank. Yeah, that's what you may do. Mm-hmm. Maybe you go and you kick the dog. You know, maybe right. you go get in your car and take off and beating somewhere and then wind up having an accident who maybe you go in the refrigerator and eat half the chocolate cake that's still sitting there Mm -hmm. there are many things that you could do but Mm -hmm. the thing you didn't do was address why am i thinking feeling and acting this way that's the problem. I'll give you another real quick example. In fact, I just heard this from a client today. He was at a uh, baseball game, professional baseball game, uh, last week with his wife and his grandchildren, child and his daughter. And they stayed to the end and their team won in the last inning. It was an amazing comeback. And there were a bunch of guys, young guys, college guys behind them. And they getting so they got so excited to throwing their beer up all over the place. And it landed on him and his family. 
Mm-hmm. And he turns around and he just starts screaming at these guys. He's had a problem with anger too. He starts screaming, starts berating them, starts using profanity, all of this. And and then and two of the guys are like, whoa, 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 hey, look, we're sorry. No, that was bad, blah, blah, blah. Apologize. Well, he was so upset with himself when he gets home about the way he acted, the way he yelled like that, the profanity he used. And he's laying in bed and he's trying to deal with this, okay, because this is a kid who got upset and he's not focusing on that. So what did he do? He starts to engage in fantasy mm-hmm. to distract himself. Well, and that kind of works. And then the next day, he's still upset. He spends the next day, almost the whole day, in fantasy. Mm-hmm. What is he doing? He's releasing these levels of dopamine. Said he's yeah. back in his addictive behavior, even yeah. though he's been sober for years. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't call anybody. He doesn't do anything about it. And right. then back to, again, not addressing what is going on with the kid. And then here, he's lacking mindfulness. Okay, mm-hmm. we're looking at, you know, the, the blind spot. He's lacking, um, the he's inwardly focused. He's avoiding mm-hmm. emotional pain. It's his mm-hmm. fears, his compulsiveness. So we hit five already. I haven't even thought about the rest of them. But that's what's going on here with this. And that's why mm-hmm. being mindful, being aware of, you know, our surrounding, being aware of what my mood is mentally. Well, how am I doing mentally? How am I doing physically, spiritually, and emotionally? I need to be alert to that all the time because that kid can hit at any moment Mm -hmm. yeah and that's why it's called a blind spot like in the case of the emotional capacity or yeah the scale this using the scale of one to ten um the uh the the first four of uh, whatever i'm feeling is from today but then uh, going all the way up to the 10 it's the uh the the uh, the additional six um in in that scale, when I reach a, a ten of my, where my anger is at, I uh, it feels like all of it is from today. All of it is about yes. this one episode, and none of it is about the past. When six of those clicks were about the past, so yes. so this blind spot is that we j- we're not aware of how the past is affecting today. Right? One of the words that I use most often in the book. Why men struggle to love is oblivious. Mm-hmm. We are oblivious to all of this, and we need to wake up. We yeah. need we we can't grow up unless we wake up. Mm-hmm. So so, what's the hope? Is there any hope for? Um, I and I know you mentioned a couple of the things, especially in the story of the the guy in the retail. Uh, store but um what what are what's the some of the antidotes if you could speak well, to that specifically there are, of, there are a lot of antidotes for all of them be impossible for me to sit and go through all mm-hmm. of them but to answer the question that you have is there hope yes there's definitely hope that we can learn to become more emotionally mature now i will say this 
Okay, if we're on one side of the spectrum where it's zero, and then we go to the other end of the spectrum where it's a hundred, and at a hundred, I am the most emotionally sensitive man in the world, which one we don't want to go there anyway, but we're not going to get there. What we may get to is from zero to 40. But let me tell you, 40 looks really good. Mm. It's a big change. And then what you're doing, like you and I talked about earlier with the pathway of sanctification at 40, okay, I'm continuing every day to see if I could take one more step in the right direction of moving toward that hundred mark. You are going to be light years away from it just like you'll be light years away from being Christ-like on the day of judgment, but you're making the effort. We're trying to learn from our mistakes. That was the conversation today with the client who got angry at the game. It's like, okay, we could stay there, they focus on it, or maybe what we should do is, what are you gonna learn from all of this? How are you gonna learn to slow everything down? Because that was that what was missing at that moment. That's what my other client did in the store. He slowed things down, even for a millisecond. That's all it takes. This other client didn't do it, mm -hmm. and therefore it became a bigger problem for him. Yeah. So, so there, again, as I said, every one of the blind spots in the book, there list anywhere between three and seven uh, antidotes that people can utilize. Uh, and there's all various different tactics. And the reason there's so many is because what may work for you may not work for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. So do you think men struggle with every single one of them? Or is it a combination of a, of several of the 14? Yeah, not, it's very rare that men have all of them. I've had it. I mean, most of them wind up anywhere between like six and nine. They're in that category for it. But let me say this. Because a lot of people ask the question, well, where should I start? Once I identify, it doesn't matter where you start because there's a lot of crossover between them. So if you start working on one, you're really working on two or three. And that's what I do. I tell people, you know what? Let's say we've identified nine. Take three. Take the three that are most troubling for you. Or maybe take two of the most troubling and one that you feel like it's not that bad, but I need to work on it. And now let's pick out the antidote for those. And that's what we're going to focus on for the next 60 days. These three, mm -hmm. we're going to work on these, even my antidote, that's what I'm going to be focusing on. And mm -hmm. what you're actually doing is you're probably hitting another two or three along the yeah. way. Right, right. Because um, so, yeah, so many of the past events, uh, they can be le linked to many of these probably, right? It could be one or two narratives from the past that could be uh, causing a few of these, right? So, yeah, um, yeah and and deciding which one, I think, um, uh, would you recommend this? And uh, to be, uh, this might be very scary for so many guys, but uh if they're in a place where they can ask their wife, which one should I work on? Oh, I think she would probably know and have absolutely. the best insight on that. Yeah. She going to know better than he is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. I, there are so many couples who are reading this book together. Mm -hmm. Now I, I'm really surprised of the feedback I've been getting the email 
uh, that I've been getting from people that they're reading it together. I think that's wonderful. We're seeing so many groups that are popping up. You know, why men struggle to love groups that are happening all over, not just the country, all over the world that are mm. that are going on. Because again, there's so much to learn. Because again, if you just went from chapter to chapter every week, which you can't do, I mean, the book's 19 chapters. I mean, this is a year-long, actually it takes, takes about two years for a guy to really get this and where it starts to click and start mm. to understand. Because remember, we are trying to learn skills that we should have learned as an infant and as a toddler. And we weren't, we weren't taught. So now it's not, none of this is natural for us. Mm-hmm. None of it's natural. So a lot of things we're talking about, guys are sitting here saying, you know, there, there is a level of anxiety, like, wow, that all sounds great. I get it, but I can't imagine. You want me to be vulnerable? You want me to, you know, be curious and ask questions that can wind up getting me in trouble? Nah, I think I'll pass. I think I'll watch the ball game instead. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, and so the fear uh, blind spot might be one to start working on. Cases. Yeah. I, I think what that, are we afraid of? That be number one on everybody's list. You should be putting that in, in the three that you're going to yeah. work on. And right. that stay there. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So you talked about groups and different things. I'd love for you to talk to resources, talk about resources. I think everyone... Uh, understands they could buy a copy of this book and the workbook as well on Amazon or just about any other place that you can buy a book uh, these days, but that's one of the most popular sources, right? So why men struggle to love uh, the the book and the workbook. And then um, what, where else would you like to direct people? All my books are available exclusively at Amazon. Okay, that's the deal that I made with them. So they're not going to be able to find the book at Barnes and Noble and the oh, okay. new one coming out, Rutgers Publishing. That'll be in every place you can think of. They want to learn more about the inner child. Uh, they can go to www.innerchild-sexaddiction.com. They want to learn more about the emotionally undeveloped man. They can go to uh, www.strugglingmen.org and they can find more information there. And if they want, they want to just reach out to me to ask me a question about something. I'd be more than happy. I answer every email that I get. Uh, it's Ed Kappa, E-D-C-A-P-P-A at gmail.com. Love to hear your comments. If you've been reading the book, Love to hear what you think about it. Uh, if you have questions, be more than willing to help you to answer them. Mm-hmm. Wow, perfect. Yes, thank you so much, and I appreciate that. So uh, people can reach out directly to you, and this is going to be so helpful for the men, the women, and uh, everyone that needs this. I uh, really appreciate you sharing this today, and your time has been uh, really most excellent. Thank you so much. Well, I appreciate you having me here. And uh, like I said, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, Michael. Wish we did it more. Yeah, definitely. <laughs>